Oh, what the fuck? These motherfuckers can never be on time. <sighs> All right. Welcome back to Pointer Podcast. We were going to talk about whether or not Superman's farts cause shockwaves. But since my co-hosts don't understand punctuality, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about tonight. So, I want us to talk about Legos. Uh, not the toys, but the video games. I don't know if any of y'all have ever played the Lego video games. I mean, obviously, most of you probably played with Legos as kids. Uh, I hate those little fucking blocks, for the record. But the Lego video games might be some of the best video games ever made. They're great because they take a lot of big franchises and they turn them into pretty solid games for just about anybody. I mean, honestly, besides maybe Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, Lego has the best Marvel games. It has the most characters. It's got like 150-odd characters that you can unlock. Just talking about Marvel, you also have Harry Potter games. There's two, uh, one for years one through four, and another game for Harry Potter five through seven. And it goes through the books, the movies. You get all the story breakdown. It's great. And you've got so many characters to play with with so many abilities. It's a real simple game. It's not high stress, but it's got real good replayability uh, because there's so much to unlock. And there's so many little puzzles that you have to go back and revisit. The Batman games are great for the same sort of reason. Star Wars, they have all the Star Wars games. And the great thing, particularly about the Marvel and Batman ones, is they don't try and base it off any kind of movie. It's all just original storytelling with all the characters you just have the whole damn toy box to play with if you want to be captain marvel you got her if you want to be fucking bat cow you can be bat cow if you want to be bizarro you you name it you name a character you can probably play it in one of the lego games um like i said i mean if your six-year-old wants to play the game they can play the game and have fun if you as a 20 year old 30 year old 40 year old want to play the game even if you're not a gamer it's easy. It's fun. I think everybody should pick them up and try them at least once. All right, so this is really hard without somebody to bounce shit off of. Uh, fuck it. Nerds, see you next time. Well, welcome back, my fellow nerds. Uh, I was told to be here at 8.15. It's now 8.42. No idea where these sons of bitches are at. Especially that cocksucker Brandon. Never get anywhere on time. Probably riding his damn dirt bike off a sweet jump. Just uh, do a little thing on my own, I guess. Something that genuinely pisses me off. Video games. Not video games in general. The fact that all these video game companies nowadays put out a game and base it solely around multiplayer concepts. They don't give a crap about the consumer wanting to play a single-player campaign anymore. If they even have a single-player campaign... It's rushed, it's crap, it's not something you want to spend a lot of time on. Whereas, in the early 90s when they released Super Mario Brothers, you could play that shit for hours and have a good time. Another thing that extremely grinds my gears with these video game companies is they'll release a good multiplayer game for $70, but then you have to buy a season pass for another $40 instead of just giving you the entire fucking game all at once. They make you spend $120 on a damn game that's going to turn into shit and you're not going to play anymore after the first week. It's just complete and utter horse shit. They need to get their shit together. They're killing what I used to love to do. I used to love to go home after work, unwind, play a couple video games, and go to sleep. It's just, it's taxing on the consumer. Because 
Now a game is $70 as is, out the door, without the season pass. And you're going to have to buy the season pass to play the damn game. Or you're going to be in a lobby that's loading, 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 and you're never going to get a chance to play. It's just, it's retarded. And you want to know why it is? It's because people are stupid enough to pay for it. Well, my nerds, I got that off my chest. Uh, I guess I'll go to see if I can't find Brandon down this trail in the backwoods. I'm out. Huh, this is weird. Everything's set up, but nobody's here. I wonder what the hell happened here. I didn't see anybody's car outside, but it looks like everybody left in good hurry. They probably went to go get some food or something. I guess I'll do my own thing for a second and see how that rolls. What's going on, nerds? So, I guess I'll go on a little, one of my favorite shows that I've been watching for a couple of years now. I'm going to talk about Game of Thrones. We haven't had an episode yet, and... I'm not going to do spoilers of the of the show. I've read the books and watched the show. And I, I guess I'm just going to do my favorite character and also a little bit of my peeves that, that get to me about both the show and the book series. So at the gate, hands down, my favorite character is Khaleesi. She starts out as a fragile, frail, young girl who's trying to do what her brother wishes to get him the throne back from Robert Baratheon, who's the king and sits on the Iron Throne. And she's willing to do that by any means necessary, which even means to basically sell herself to Khal Drogo, leader of a, a nomadic tribe called the Dothraki. And throughout the books, as well as the show, I feel like her character progression is probably the best and most vivid and poignant. Whereas Arya gets a lot of solo chapters. I feel like she doesn't need that. She doesn't she doesn't need that because you see exactly how far she's progressed from the fragile, frail little girl to the breaker of chains, to the mother of dragons. You see the steps that she makes to becoming independent and a leader in her own right. And I can dig that. I like that. I like her as a character. I think she's probably my favorite character of all all the shows I've ever watched in regards to like a fictional type time period. So now I'll talk about a little bit of my peeves. What really pisses me off is R.R. Martin not finishing the book series before the television series starts the new the new seasons. It's that's you're robbing the the people who actually invested the time and the money and went out, bought the book, especially not even, I mean, I got into it a lot later. I probably got into it around season five. And so I, I expected there to be spoilers. I expected the, the books to have already been out for quite some time. And so I was, I was cool with it, but the original people, the original people who went out and got the book and read the book and waited and waited and waited for the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. That's not right. I understand you can probably get writer's block and stuff like that, but at some point it's almost like he's toying with the fan base, and that that's not cool in my book. I don't I don't like that. It, to go on his Twitter page and see that he's posting all kind of selfies and everyone posts videos from where they had a, hacked his webcam and seen him jumping naked on a trampoline eating a sub or something. It's like. <laughs> You got time to do that, but you don't have time to to dedicate to 
Now he's going to have to catch up to the television series and potentially have like a skewing point where they're not going to exactly match up, which I'm cool with in theory, but there's just something special about reading and visualizing the character before seeing the character. And it just takes away from it when you see him first and you see something happen to you, especially a character that you, you really enjoy. I'm not going to give a spoiler away because if you've watched season seven, you already know what I'm talking about or referring to, but he's a pretty, pretty big character. And what happened to him wasn't, wasn't cool. I'll leave it at that. Another thing that pees me is I'm going to have to go with, I know it was, for the time period, it's probably cool, but I'm going to say I'm not that cool with so much incest going on. Like, <laughs> at some point, it's gratuitous. Jamie and Cersei, I could see that. The Targaryens, I could see that. But we get it. They wanted to keep their bloodline straight, and I guess they needed filler for the show as well as the books. I get that. But we can move on past that, start other romances, see other aspects of the character. It doesn't have to be just... Jamie, the man who lays with his sister and gives bastards of himself. And I guess, you know, I think I'm going to leave it there, guys. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get back and we can, we can run a real episode. And until then, I think this was pretty fun. Solo is pretty cool. Check out our Facebook page if you haven't already liked it. Also, go to iTunes. Give us the rating. Five star it up, guys, because we know you love us. And check out. Like I said, the Facebook, the Twitter page, SoundCloud, Instagram. And I went, well, Instagram's coming. Spoiler alert. Instagram's coming. Give us feedback, too. Like, we, we're not we're not the kind of people who are going to sit there and screen cap and share to the Facebook page if you say something stupid or outlandish. We actually might get a chuckle out of it and read it, read it to you guys on an episode. So feel free to do that. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right. Fuck it, man. Ain't nobody here. I'm just gonna do it live. This is gonna be Brandon's podcast tonight. It's fucking December. It's Christmas. Tonight I want to talk about Christmas movies. More importantly, the best Christmas movie ever. I'm talking fucking Bruce Willis. Fucking Die Hard. Now some people seem to think this typically wouldn't classify as a Christmas movie. But let's break that down and find out why that's incorrect. First of all, the movie's set on Christmas Eve. During a Christmas party, it's got an action-packed winter romance going on. It's got everything you need in it. There's a big fucking Christmas tree, lots of fucking presents, Christmas wrapping, snow. Hands down, it's a classic. It's one I watch every single motherfucking year, without a doubt. Along with all the other ones. Christmas Story, fucking Gremlins. That's probably about it. That is just a rant. Yippee-ki-yay. Motherfucker. <laughs> also, you guys can leave comments. Let me know. Why you think it ain't a Christmas movie? So I can respond to him and tell you what it fucking is. Also, you can comment if you got maybe a better Christmas movie, which you fucking don't, but you could try. Fucking peace out. I think I hear everybody walking the fuck inside. Hey, Brandon, what's your gay ass doing here? Bastard Simpson was already on the mic. What the fuck are you doing in my shed? Ah, oh, yeah, grab the bastard. Let's beat him. Off with our hands. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Fucking conehead motherfucker. <laughs> Me. I'm John Wayne, Bill Grow. 
<laughs> what do you mean I can't take my jacket off? It's hot! <laughs> <laughs>